Today's Pasha is Yisrael. Very, very, very special Pasha about Matan Torah. Most important thing that we connected to Hashem, we received the Torah, and we became Hashem's people. And the Torah describes Hashem introduced himself to us, we saw Hashem and Hasinai. And then the second mitzvah was Hashem says we should, we should not worship idols. The Sasilachapesel to make a, an idol, a sculpture, the Khotmuna, any picture of the heavens, of the sun, of the sky, of the moons. Anybody know what that means? What does it mean you take a picture of a, a face of the stars and you bow down to it? Anybody know what it means? What is it all about? What? I'm a dessert. So what the people just crazy? You know, you know the story of Avram and his father Terek? You know the story? What was the story? The story is that Avram took all the idols and smashed them down and took the hatchet and put it by the big one. And his father came back. Avram said, Dad, you know what happened? They were disrespectful to the big idol and he just smashed them down. So Terek says, you're crazy? It's stone. He can't even move. So Avram says, why do you worship him? So what did Terek answer? Why do you worship him? Now, the truth is we don't really know. We don't really know. Let me tell you why. Hashem created this world, all kinds of energies, all kinds of passions, all kinds of Yitzharas. Uh, and when the world was created, the first two and a half thousand years of the world, the strongest passion that a person had, the title was Avedazar. Now, in the time just before the building of the second base of Mikdash, the Anjakasis and the Bela saw that this energy is so strong that it's destroying the Jewish people. And they prayed to Hashem and they took the Yitzhar and they killed it. So therefore we don't know what it is because it's killed us over 2,000 years that it's not here anymore. Alright? So we don't really know what it is. The question is, so why does Hashem write, write in the Torah forever? Hashem should be written for, the, for, the, for those people. You, you with me? The answer is, well, it's not the exact same thing, but it changes forms. Let me explain to you what I mean. You remember Yaakov met the story of Esav? You remember they were wrestling? Anybody remember the story? Huh? Who was that fellow who was wrestling with? The angel of Esav. Now, this angel has three descriptions. The Gemara says, Who are Yitzhahara? Who are Malachan Mothers? Who are Sarishal Aesop? It's all the one the same. So actually, Yaakov was fighting with the Malachan Mothers and with the angel, of, the angel of death and with the Sarishal Aesop. And who won the fight? Yaakov won the fight. He wrestled with him and after a whole night until the morning and he pinned him down and then he said to him, what's your name? What's your name? You remember? Why do you want to know his name? He wanted to send an invitation to a wedding? He wanted to call him up to the terror? He said, what's your name? What's the difference? If, I, if he wants to call to the terror, if he carry no lady, he says, what's your name? He says, Mach Mecha. So what did the Mayat Sahara answer? Don't ask my name. Don't ask my name. I don't have a name, Rashi says. Because I'm an angel. 
an angel is a messenger of Hashem. Every day I change my name. You got it? I don't have a name. Alright. Then, <coughs> Yaakov says, Berchemi. <coughs> Give me a bracha. So what did he say? Anybody remember the first thing he said? Shimcho Yaakov. <coughs> Your name is Yaakov. Well, you curse Shimcho Yaakov. Not only Yaakov. Eli Yisrael. He gave him a name. Now listen to what's happening here. Here Yaakov is, here Yaakov Avinu, which is the, the, the expression of the Jewish people, which is you and me, is meeting up at the Yitzhah with the Malachim Ovis. So they have two, they have one issue talking about that name. He says, what's your name? He says, I don't have a name. Alright, you don't have a name, so what should I do? I have a name, I can't call you to the terror. Alright. Then, he says, give me a bracha. He should say, Hamalachim Ovis in the Koran, of Rechashem Ishmuecha. You know what the bracha is? The bracha is that you have a name Yaakov and your name should be also Yisrael. What's the bracha? Let me explain to you in the simple translation what's happening here. Yaakov met the Yitzhahara. He said, what's your name? You know I want to know your name? I want to know who you are and how to protect myself from you. I want you. I want to know how to protect myself from you in the future. <clears throat> your name is Nebuchadnezzar. Your name is Titus. Your name is Socialism. Your name is Communism. Your name is Chreis uh, Haskola. Your name is Atheism. What's your name? I should have to protect myself. You got it? You know what he says? I don't have a name, he says. I changed my name. I changed my name. In the time of the base of Migdash, the first base of Migdash, they called me out by desire. They called me adultery. They went and killed me. Do you know what happened? Then they called me the second base of Migdash, Sinas Chinam. A new name. The second mission was destroyed. It came a time of the Rishonim. They called me philosophy. Greek philosophy. So alright, Greek philosophy was finished, you know. They just threw it in the garbage. So you won me. And then they called me... Uh, <laughs> enlightenment. Then they called me communism, socialism. Every day I have a new name. You can't get rid of me. Remember, anybody here remember that in socialism we just, you know, it's communism, just fell apart, we thought, oh, now Mashiach's going to come. Well, we just have a minute. So then Yaakov says, give me a bracha. He says, you know what the bracha is? You have a name. Don't change your name. Your name is Yaakov, your name is Israel. This name was given to you 4,000 years ago. Keep your name. Don't come to New York and my name in the, in the, in the, in the old city was, was, uh, was Yankara and now my name is uh, Jake. Or ask her. Don't change your name. My name used to be Baruch and I'm Christopher. Shimcha Yaakov. Remain the same. Don't change your name. Avedizera doesn't have a name. Every day something new. You understand what I'm saying? And here's my kasha. You guys are coming to Chachalim? I can't ask you a kasha. What's the name of Avedizera in the month of Shabbat, the year of and Samach? January year 2000. What's his name? Excuse me? That's not the name of Avi Dazar. I the name of That's Avi Dazar. Berlin is Avi 2000. What's the Avi today? You understand what I'm saying? Now, this used to be communism, there used to be socialism, there used to be Zionism, there used to be all kinds of atheism. You know what atheism is? Evolution. You ever heard about evolution? It's, the, it's the, most, the most stupid, idiotic, dumb, 
thing you can say in the world. To say that this brain has 50 billion memory buds, or this eye that has 40 billion cells, a piece of machine like this just, just came by itself. An eye is an accident, an apple is an accident, and a pear is an accident, and the whole world is an accident. That's called Avedizar. Avedizar means just, just, just plain stupid. But it's a passion. So today, Baruch Hashem, we all believe in Hashem. The whole world today believes in Hashem. Everyone today, no, no, one, no one in the world thinks these stupidities anymore. Alright, so he has a new name. It used to be Christian calls philosophy. Now all different generations have different Avedizars. What's the Avedizar of today? That's my question. And I want to know his name. Because if I don't know his name, I'll never be able to kill him. I'll never be able to fight him. Anybody understand the question? Is it a good question? Very, very good question. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. Listen, listen carefully. I, I, I don't think you know me. You know, you see I come once in a while I, and, I, I, and, I, and I say a drush and I make all kinds of you know, funny stories. And I know some of the Bukham here sitting there, this, this gentleman I know very well. This gentleman I know, I know the parents, I know. I want to tell you about myself. I have all different professions. I don't want a school teacher. I taught little children in school. How do I know how to be a good school teacher? I don't want to, I don't want to, please, the government should not, should, should not be insulted with what I'm saying now. How do I know how to be a school teacher? You know how I know? I was once a boy in class. And I had teachers. The teachers used to, used to make mistakes. And whatever they, they did wrong, I knew how to become, how, how not to do. Not, not, not to make the mistakes my teachers made. You know what happened? Something very interesting happened. I noticed that all the mistakes my teachers made, I never made. I made my own mistakes and worse mistakes. I made worse mistakes. I'll even say my father. My father, she's well and happy, is a wonderful tzaddik and a very smart person. And he was mechanachas. He made certain mistakes. I see it, he made mistakes. The mistakes that he made, I'm not going to make. But I make worse mistakes. And bad mistakes. Terrible mistakes that he never would make. You follow? So if you look at last generation, what destroyed the people, you say, wow, I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do that. Very nice. But you're doing your own mistakes. Worst mistakes. Terrible mistakes. And, and 50 years from now, if Mashiach doesn't come, when you're going to be a big Talmud Chacham and you're going to be a big Rosh Hashiva, the people, the young people look back at you when you were young and they say, wow, how can you have been so blind? You follow? But they'll make their own mistakes. So, so, so Yaakov is the, the what's your name? I want to know you. She says, I can't, I'm not going to tell you my name. You've got to find it yourself. And I want to know what's his name. Every generation has their mistakes. What's our mistake? What's our desire? You got the question? Good. Can I continue? Now, answers. Go on. This gentleman has an answer. What do you want to say? What do you think of a reserve today is? Don't be afraid. The internet. Well, I'm not, I'm not too disagreeing. Go on. Anybody has a suggestions? Yes. Give me your eyes. The gentlemen are talking very, 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 uh, how should I say, very, very, very correct. <laughs> There's no one here talking, talking the Swedish. Go on. Immorality is clear, right? Go on. What do you say? Excuse me? Fear of change. Fear of change. Not to want to change. Yeah. All right. Any other suggestions? Go on. Huh? The media. Very good. Any other suggestions? 
Avoid the Zohar means avoid. What is avoid mean? Anybody could choose to avoid into English? Excuse me? Work? No, absolutely not. Excuse me? Service, that's pretty good, but not really good. Worship. Worship. Service is a word, it could be, but the real word is worship. Let us see what worship means. Worship means like this. When someone used to worship Hashem, what was the beauty, the greatest way of worshiping Hashem? With carbonus, with sacrifices. What does a sacrifice mean? A sacrifice means you take an animal, which, which is expression of humanity, and you slaughter him, you spill his blood, you say, Hashem, I, in front of you, I just spill my blood. You are of existence, you are beauties, and I'm nothing in comparison to you. That's what worship means. You, complete dedication of life. Davening is called avoid. Why? Because you start saying Baruch, Ato, and you bow down to Hashem, you complete dedication. Now, Avedah Zara means Avedah worship, Zara. Strange worship, in other words, besides Hashem. Anything that takes up the crux, the center of your life, that's Avedah Zara. For instance, there are some people that worship food. Food! They, they, they just, they live for food. They get up in the morning, they think about food. They don't, they don't have to eat, but all they think about is food. They want it, they always wait until... I once told somebody, I, I told somebody, you know, I'm going to become a cub. I said, you know, I don't eat because I'm hungry, it's a hobby. I eat just because, you know, you want to eat. She says, it's not a hobby, it's not very desire. <laughs> it's a worship. There are people who worship food. There are people who worship money. In other words, all they're looking for is money to become rich. There are people who worship a lot of other things in the world. So any dedication of life is how they deserve. Why? Because it's, a, it's an attachment besides Hashem. Now, today in our generation, what are people most attached to? What are people attached to? Let me give you an example. A little example. Uh, I, I, have in, I have in my, in my computer, I have a CD-ROM, I don't have Baruch Hashem any movies, any cartoons. Baruch Hashem, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kosher Jewish boy. I have a computer, and I have my CD-ROM, I have the whole Torah. Shaz, Bavli, Shama, Sifri, Sifra, and all the Midrashim, and all those Sifra Kabbalah, and a lot of Sifra Rishonim, and Tesis, and Rashi, Shukhanarach, everything, on my computer. But this, this cost $200. $250, all it cost. When I first bought the Shaz on my computer, this, this is about 20 years ago, this is the first time the Shaz came out, it cost $1,000. I paid $1,000 for Shas for Amatanach. And it was a... Today, every, everyone has it for, for, for Mamish. Today, today Shas costs 60 bucks. Even for $30, you could buy Shas. But those days, 25 years ago, it cost me $1,000. The one who invented this, first one who invented it, first one who made it was Barry Lan, then there's someone in Bnei Brak, there's a, a company, and there was a, a Hasidish, a young man, a Gary Hasid, he was a genius in computers, and he invented the, the, the computer program, and it's a genius program. In other words, you just press the button, I'll tell you exactly how many times it says Rav and Shas and Abai and Shas. It's a genius program. And this guy was a computer genius. Smart person. I also found a Chokha. And I, I was for the first buyers. Because $1,000, he gave me a bargain for $1,000. And I once went to his laboratory. And he has three computers and he you know, has a lot of work to do because he has to do his you know, computers. You have to keep on pr- progressing. And I see he's playing a game. It was a game, it was a computer game, with a, like, like he's driving a car. And here he is, and he's driving, and driving. <laughs> so I said to the Bianchi, I said, you're, I said you're, you have, you're, they say that you're a genius. 
you have time for this stupidity, for this, for this fun? You have time for this stuff? And he says to me, he says, he says, you're right, he says, it's a waste of time, but I can't stop! <laughs> I can't stop! What is he doing? He spends an hour, a good cup, a good head, I'm a talking a genius, spends an hour driving a car, there's no car, there's no windshield, there's no people in front, he's pressing the brake, go right, go left, what's he doing? Having fun. Can anybody explain what he's doing? Could you explain it rationally? Could you explain it? This is called avoid desire. There's no way to explain it. I go to America. I go usually from Tel Aviv to America or from Tel Aviv to, to, to Johannesburg. I go very often. From Tel Aviv to, to New York is 11 hours. 11 hours. Now, people sit on a plane 11 hours. So what do they do? They play movies. The first two hours, no movies. Or else people wouldn't eat anything. All the food that they, 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 they send back. If they have an hour, they give out the food, they open up the videos. And for eight hours, for eight hours, people are attached to the screen. With such dedication, with such holiness. I walk over to the guy, and I say to him, uh, excuse me, excuse me, uh, I see at the Yamuk, would you like to, that a minute, want to make a menu in the back? He doesn't hear me. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's attached. I tell you, I, start, I, don't, I don't ask him again because I don't want to interrupt the, the, the Kedusha, the I want to interrupt the, the Dvekus, the attachment. Now he's watching eight hours how Tom kicks, kicks Harry in the head and Harry kills, kills Oscar and Oscar takes a, a stone and tears the other guy's head apart and he sees the blood, he sees the gore. Now there's no Tom, there's no Dick, there's no Harry, there's no Oscar. What's he doing? Having fun. <laughs> He's not doing anything. Just wasting his time. Absolutely nothing. He's having fun. And this fun is such an attachment, such a dedication, it's, a, it's an avoid dessert. Now, besides having fun from, from games, we can have fun from eating. We can have fun from, from watching the movies. I'm talking about you people, right? You don't do these things. We can have but entertainment to go out for a trip. Just our life is dedicated to have fun. It's a dedication. It's an attachment. And that's called avoidant zara. It's, it's avoidant, it's zara. It's, it's, it's not Hashem. Hashem, everything about Hashem, listen to what I'm saying to you, is real, is real. When you learn about Adam Avinu, Adam Avinu was real. Hashem is real. Meshadena was real. It's intelligent. It's smart. It's correct. Yes, what do you want to ask? Uh, it's an usher? No. If it's an avoidance, then it's usher, yes. You understand what I'm saying? Let me ask you something. Again, let me explain to you. Is it usher to eat? No. If it becomes an avoidance, it turns usher. You know, let me, let, me, let me try to explain this to you. Let me try to explain this to you. I was once, this word that I'm telling you now, told this to me, a very simple person. Let me tell you this story. This man was married, and he was having a lot of trouble with his marriage. A lot of trouble with his marriage. It was a second marriage. It was a whole story. And whatever it is, in the end, they, they, they got divorced. Now, his wife, her parents were, were, were very sick, and they died of a sickness. And she became a vegetarian naturalist. And she was a terrible mafunic. Mafunic means she was very, very dainty, very delicate. 
If you walk, I walk, I, I used to visit them because he was my friend and she, and she was my mother's friend. Every person, every guest, and the husband and the wife had to have a different towel. If I would touch her towel, then she would throw it in the, in the laundry. I don't know if she sterilized it, but she threw it in the laundry. And she was worried. She had her diets and she had her food. And one time, her husband told me, and, and, she, and you know, she was all she was worried about health. She wanted to be healthy. She, the, the most wicked thing is to be sick. <gasps> to be sick. She saw what sickness is. I remember the fact today. Her husband was a very simple person, no children. And he, he couldn't take it. So I said to him, what do you want from the poor lady? Leave her alone. She wants to be healthy. So he said, she doesn't want to be healthy. It's an avoid desire. She worships it. At the center of her life. That's all that's important in life. Now, she used to diamond. She used to learn Torah. She used to do chesed. She cooked meals. But that was necessities of life. But the center of life was what really interested her to be healthy. That's the way they deserve. You follow? Now, if somebody, if somebody gets up in the morning and he knows that I'm going to come to Yeshiva today, the Rebbe is going to say, I share, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to dabble. And after all these beauties, which, which I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to have a recess, we'll play cricket. Why not? Have fun. That's not the way they deserve. But if you sit through the Chumash, and you're waiting for the recess. Because that's the moment that's called living. You're waiting for that bell. To go and I can play cricket. And then when you finish, that bell rings, you have to go back again. You understand? Back to the old boring grind. Well, they say it's important, you know, God is the boss. Because if I don't learn Torah, I'm going to be in trouble because he could just, he could just take my life in a second. But where is the moment of life, of enjoyment? Did you ever see a boy in the yeshiva? I don't know if you ever saw this. But I saw this. A boy in yeshiva, sometimes you have a boy in the class, and the heavy things that this guy's, I don't know, something wrong with him. Uh, do you feel right or right? You know, he just, uh, you know, he just, uh, you know, he's just out. And the heavy leaves him alone because he doesn't know, he's probably sick, he probably has fever. And then the bell rings, and all of a sudden, Baruch Atah Hashem Alakerim Alakhoila, Mechai Hamesim. Look out in the court, he arranges the tears, Chias Hamesim. That's called Avedeza. That's real Avedeza. Now let me tell you, let me, let, me, let me explain to you. Could you explain to me, now listen, I'm, I'm going to be very precise now. I once saw a clipping of the Reader's Digest. This goes back to the 1980s. There was a write-up in the Reader's Digest. I don't have it with me, I have it, I, I, don't, I wonder if I have it at home, but I, I saw it many times, I saw a clipping of the Reader's Digest in the 1980s. This goes back almost 20 years ago. Talking about television. It was written by a girl, not by a Jewish person. Do you want to read it? Does anybody here know? It's, it's, it's an American uh, magazine which is 30 million all, all over the world. Talking about television. And the statistics were like this. A normal, average child of a television sees, in a month, I think it's, I think it was 1,500 murders. 1,500 murders. Um, 8,000 acts of violence. Right? Every, every punch of the cowboy gives you you know what I'm talking about? I hope you don't know. 8,000 acts of violence, and then he describes everything, and the end is, television makes you, makes the human stop being human. That's, that was the write-up of... Now, I ask, I'm going to ask you a question. The guy who wrote this article, do you think he has a television at home? Absolutely. 
30 million people, I'm talking about Goyim now, read this article. You think one person took out a television? No. How could you explain that? How they deserve How could you explain it? Is that rational? Let me tell you what Avedah Zohar is. Shall I tell you what Avedah Zohar is? Let me tell you. The Gemara describes Avedah Zohar. Yumiyoh Hanavi. Yumiyoh Hanavi. Went the time of the, of the Chodim Beis Hamikdash. He went out and he saw a, a child, a little ba- a boy, a child from Yerushalayim. And he was lying in the street and he was swollen from hunger. Yumiyoh Hanavi saw a child lying in the street and he was swollen from hunger. Yemiyah walks over to him and says, My child, I know that you, you've been... This is Talmud Vayda Zohar. He says, it's a Pasuk, Has, Kilullah Has Kishem Hashem. He says, I'm not going to say those words. I was taught never to say those words. I'm quoting the, the Medrash. I think it's a Gemara. He took out his idol. Yerosi means what he worships. From his bosom packet. And he hugged it and he kissed it. And he dropped that over. That's how he deserved. I want to tell you something. Over here in Johannesburg, a lady, very nice, it looks like, I don't know who she is. She came over to me, and sometimes people say, my rabbi. And a nice lady, she came over to me and asked me, she says, she says, Rabbi, I teach my children about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, my grandchildren, Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And I tell her, all the water became blood. All the water became blood. And I hear my grandchildren become blood, 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 blood. Is that the way to teach children about blood? You know, isn't it good? Now, I understand this lady. She's a dainty lady. She's a grandmother. So she understands. So I say to her, uh, excuse me, tell me, do your grandchildren watch TV? So she stops. She says, yes. <laughs> you with me? So here you have a lady, she's afraid to teach Pasha Teshavua because talk about blood. Her little grandchild, who's six years old, will watch TV. How, 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 how a lion will tear someone apart. The gore, the ugliness, the disgust. And she's not worried. You know that's called in our language? She, the, the, she'll, her grandchildren will see hundreds and thousands of murders. People punching each other, killing each other. That's, you know, that she's not worried about. But she's worried about the holy words of Hashem is birth. That's called, even though she understands that it's wicked, it's wicked, it's ruining us. You take what you worship out of your bosom pocket, and you hug it and you kiss it and you drop that over it. That's called the Vedasar. You could spend hours, you could spend 10 hours with pure nothingness. You could see stories which never existed. You'll see a romance, Hashem should save us. You'll see a murder. Now, excuse me, Hashem should forgive me. I mean, this, this is... When you bake bread, right? When you bake bread, could you imagine baking bread without flour? Could you imagine? Baked bread, you know, you put in sugar and baking powder <laughs> and water. I forgot to put in the flour. That's pretty stupid. To make a movie, a television program, without someone being killed. Excuse me, and someone loving each other, two, 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 two people loving each other, excuse me, let's not talk about that. It's like bread without flour. And you'll see people come in, you'll see, I, I, I cannot describe it. How do you describe that? They're having fun. 
of their design. And it's killing us. We're attached to it. We love it. And then, you know, and then, then here comes the internet, like you said. Because we widen our circles. The whole world is in front of us. We're having fun. So if I have to know the news, I have to know, if I don't know what happened in the White House, you know, so I can't sleep at night. So the question is, what happened to happen in the White House? You think, you think uh, Clinton and Barack uh, are, are going to wait for you to tell them opinions? But I got to know. You know why? It's not because, it's a, it's, a, it's, a new, it's a new definition. It's a definition of, like he calls it, internet. He calls it media. It's, it's, it's enjoying the world without any quality. And that's the way it is. Disattaching us from Hashem. And I guarantee you, Hashem should help us. If Mashiach doesn't come 50 years from now, the people then look back at us and say, those people are lunatic, those people are crazy. How did the yeshiva should people see the ruining their children? Even a simple yeshiva bocher. How did they see that it's crazy, it's ruining him? And the answer is, they're not going to make the mistakes that we made. They'll make their own mistakes. Wow. They'll make their own mistakes. Hashem should save us. And we look back, we look back, parents used to send their children to the army of the, of the Tsar. The very religious where the children were snatched. Parents used to send the children to university to become fried, to become completely religious. We can't understand that. We're not going to make those mistakes. We send our children to yeshiva. We make our own mistakes. Let me tell you something very interesting. This I'm going to finish. What time, what time, what time is, the, is, the, is the shir? Huh? Quarter to twelve? Yeah. So I'm going to say one more thing. You know, this guy, his father is my best friend. Okay. Thank you. So I told his vote to your father this night, he liked it. <laughs> you know, he's nice, you know? Yeah. 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 I think I told him this night. If not, if not, no, no, I didn't tell him. He told, tell your father this vote. Always bothered me till, till, till today on the Cinder Terrace. This is fresh today, so your father didn't hear it. This is fresh today, and it's still something so beautiful. It always bothered me. In Pashas Yisrael, we read that Sarah Sadibris. You know what Sarah Sadibris? What does Sarah Sadibris? Sarah Sadibris says, Remember that? You should make stars and moons, etc., etc. And after the whole Sarah said Yibris, it says like this, Vayomer Hashem HaMoshe. Tell the Jewish people, Vayisashen imodi Tell the Jewish people they should not make gods of silver, gods of gold. They always bother me. What are you saying over again? You went up on Hashem was in Har Sinai and told us with his own mouth, Kaviyochum, against adultery. And right afterwards, Hashem says over again, don't make a lehez kesev lehezov. You got the question? I think you guys are tired. Give me the homework. I'll read it for you. You see, if you smile and you say yes, then, you get, you get, then I'll, 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 I'll finish it easier. But if you look, if you look so tired, so I have to say it over again. <laughs> right after, the first thing after the Aserah Sadibris, it says, I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick. It's all right. You guys don't worry about it. We're not going to keep you here today. Shabbos is coming. It says, why say it over again? Every year I never understood that. I understood it so beautiful today. It's so simple. 
Hashem was up on Har Sinai, and the whole world was shaking, and there was chaos, there was, there was thunder, there was lightning, and, and the Jewish people trembled, that they, 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 the, the Neshama went out, and Hashem to revive them. It was an exciting moment. And Hashem said to them, don't make any idols. The stars, the moon, all kinds of energies. And that was the Har Sinai. And after the whole story was over, Hashem said to them, you know, now let's talk practically speaking. You know, let's talk Hamish. I'm not worried about the idols, the stars, and the moon. I'm worried about the, about the gold and silver, your enjoyments. That's what worries me. You want to hear a joke? I once heard this joke to someone. When Avram told his father, Why do you worship it's a piece of stone? You know what his father told him? It's not real, it's a joke. But I, if I'd be terrified, you know what I would say? I would say, my, kid, my, my, my precious child, you don't understand, you're still young. Every one of these things, these pieces of stone, is worth two and a half thousand rand. <laughs> it's money. Of course it's stupid, but people buy it. People buy that trash. You got it? So what are romance on that? What are romance on that? He says, Daddy says, that's what I'm talking to you. You're not worshiping with these stones, you're worshiping money. And for money, you'll, do, you'll, you'll, you'll eat every trash. And money doesn't only mean money, means enjoyment, fun, entertainment. You got it? So Hashem said, after the whole Har Sinai, Hashem said, let's leave the stars and the moons alone. But gold and silver, enjoyments, fun, entertainment, games, don't worship it. It shouldn't take, it didn't take, it didn't take up your life. It's going to kill you. It disattaches you. If you know it's wrong, don't eat that junk. You know it's not for Yeshiva boy. I ever told you the joke about 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 the story about about the fellow who's I didn't tell it if, if I tell it to you then stop me in the middle and I'll let you go home. There was once a guy who was who was a, a yeshiva shagai. He was a yeshiva shagai, but he used to you know used to watch sometimes he used to watch a little video. You know it wasn't the real trade for the stuff, the real dirty stuff. He used to watch a little video. So uh, <laughs> I once told him I says you know there's a story with the chavetz chaim. I ever told you this? There's a story with the chavetz chaim. Chavetzheim was once was once traveling with a Balagola with a guy with a, with a horse in a wagon and the guy stopped the wagon and he went out to the paradise, you know, to an orchard and started get, stealing some apples, you know, putting some apples to steal. So the Chavetzheim starts screaming, they're watching, they're looking at you! And he runs away, he comes back to the wagon and starts driving away, you know? He looks back, he says, no, you're looking at me! Hashem is looking at you! Hashem is looking at you! I tell this boy, I tell this boy, he says, you should know that when you're watching that screen, Hashem is looking, Hashem is watching! What he says to me? He says, you're crazy. I should never watch that dirt. <laughs> that's the opposite of a desire. If you sit in your living room and you can say, Hashem, let's learn together. You're reading Pashta Shavua, you're reading, you're reading a story about a tzaddik. Yeah, I say, Hashem, let's read together. Hashem says, all right, then do it. But if you say to Hashem, Hashem, you know, you can't, it's not for you. You're not going to like this. You're not going to like this, Hashem, you know. So you know what, you, you, you go back to Shul, I'll meet you tomorrow morning in Shachar. Then don't do it. Then don't do it. That's the Sarah Sadibus. Anoichi Hashem alokecha. I am your beloved Hashem. Lo yilochil mechayal pechayal 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 p